Thank you so much. Good evening, everybody. We've got dazzling lights so I can see none of you. Oh, yeah, I can over here. Nice to see you. Um, so, I am Christian. I was given some advice by David Thatcher. And let me tell you something. If David Thatcher gives you advice, you take it to heart. And he said to me, the first time I ever did a talk, he said, nice talk. And I was like, thank you so much. It means a lot coming from you. Um, the, uh, and he said, do you know, it'd be great if you just briefly introduced yourself at the start. And I was like, I forgot to tell anybody who I was. Let me do that now. I'm Christian. Bonjour. Um, I am married to Pippa. She's not here. I am father to Joshua. He's not here. I am guru slash owner to Nala. She's not here. Uh, and I'm brother to Joel, who is here. Um, what's happening at the moment is a strange one, is that uh, when I get introduced to people, they're like, hi, thank you so much. Um, they say, oh, you're married to Pippa. And I say, yes, I am. God is a God of miracles, and he is a good God. And they say, oh, you are father to Joshua. What a cute little baby. I said, isn't he? Isn't he? And they say, oh, you're, uh, you're brother to Joel. And I was like, officially, I was here first. All right? Simmer down. He's my brother. Okay? Um, so I'm kind of over it. I'm not over it. Um, today, we're trying something a bit different. Going old school. In the words of Dizzy Rascal, like Happy Shopper. Physical Bible. What? Um, so it's actually Pippa's Bible, and it's quite a confusing Bible. It has the NIV down one column and the message down the other. So you don't read it like it's a normal book. So if I mess up when I'm reading the Bible, I don't know, blame Eugene, Peterson, or Pippa, anyone but me. So we're going to read about David and Goliath. <laughs> that almost sounded like a boo. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> boo. Um, talk about Harry Potter. Um, the... Uh, David and Goliath is like that, that story that you just, you know it. You know it inside out and upside down. You know the flow of it. You know everything about it. My friend and I were talking the other day, and we decided that it was the backup Sunday school thing. You know, when the pastor would come up and be like, oh, no, the children are going to go to kids' church now. I don't know why he turned into a radio presenter. But the children are going to go to uh, kids' church now, and Sven's leading it. And Sven has that panic look. You know, he's like, ah, oh, no, I forgot. And uh, Sven, what are you going to be doing with the uh, kids today? Uh, and then you can guess. And all the kids look at each other going, we're doing David and Goliath again, aren't we? Guaranteed, we're acting out David and Goliath. And Sven has a moment of inspiration. And he says, we're going to act out David and Goliath. Um, so we know this story. And actually, for me, that's worse. Because how do you bring something different to it? I, when I do talks, I, um, I over-prepare. I will read through the talk word for word about 15 times before I uh, do it. Insight for you. It makes me sound a bit mental, but it makes me feel comfortable. Today, I have not been able to do that. So this is me letting you know the process. About three weeks ago, I was talking to Pippa and I said, this is what I'm going to do the talk about. She was like, sounds great, do that. And then ever since, I've been wrestling with it and wrestling with it and wrestling with it and I could not get clarity. I just couldn't, it just wouldn't sit. And I was wrestling with going, right, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And then I just had this thing where I was praying and just going, God, why can't I get this? Like, what is it? It's David and Goliath. Sven knew it off by heart. And then I realised 2019, for me, for us, I feel like it's this year of new and wonderful things. It's an obvious thing to say going into a new year, but I mean it in both the physical sense and I mean it in the spiritual sense as well. And so my comfort net of knowing every single word, every single joke, and exactly how I'm going to use each sentence, actually God's going, let's try something else. So what I've done is I've really, really prayed. I mean really prayed. 
In fact, my last prayer, just before Becca came up, I was going, God help me. <laughs> because I really think there is something in this story, something brand new. And I don't want to get in the way of that. So God help me. I'm going to talk about three things today. I'm going to talk about his presence, I'm going to talk about his armour, and I'm going to talk about his song. We're going to kick off by reading some of the Bible from the NIV column. This is 1 Samuel 17, NIV. That's quite small. Oh, I wish I had a Kindle. <laughs> now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sukkot in Judah. They pitched camp between Sukkot and Azekah. Man, there's some tricky names here. Let's skip to the bit without names. Saul, I know that one. And the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out to the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span, nine foot and a half, FYI. Oh, I've lost my place being smug. He had a bronze helmet on his head and he wore a coat of scale armour of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze uh, grease and a bronze javelin was slung on his back, loved the bronze. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went before him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man, have him come to me. And if he's able to fight and kill me, we'll become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you'll become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and the other Israelites were dismayed and terrified. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand So when I talk about his presence, the bit which struck me here was the 40 days. They're lined up, there's a valley between them, and every single day, this absolute monster of a man comes out and says, bring it. What? We write here in the words of DMX. And he says, let's go. I want to fight. And no one even tried. They stood and they were there. They were looking at the same problem every single day from exactly the same position. And nobody stepped up. One of the things that I believe for Aaron and for Littlehampton this year is that his presence is going to be the difference between us seeing the old as we always have and the old as something brand new. The things that have always been will not always be. The challenges that have been there, we're going to see breakthrough this year. I live just around the corner. I live on Cornwall Road. Um, you'll know which house is mine because there is a, a giant dog that sits in the window and protects. R rubbish at protecting. But she's there. And every single day, um, I'm grateful to live on that road. I feel like we are in a wonderful place in our community. I love it. I absolutely love it. Every single Sunday, I feel grateful to come to TLA and 
stand and sing and worship with a group of people who are scattered around Littlehampton, who are scattered around Rustington and surrounding areas, and who have the ability to bring an energy, to bring a presence, bring something of God to those situations. I don't know what the giants are in your life, the things which you're looking at for your community, for your road, for your family. And I don't know what things have been. But what I do believe is that as we come to it this year and we start to sing and we start to worship and we start to study together and we start to say, right, what does it truly mean to have Jesus speak into that situation? That faith starts to bubble. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say we are coming to the 40 days, to the 40-day mark where those champions will rise up, where those situations will no longer stay exactly as they are. We're going to see breakthrough, right? We're going to see victory this year. We're going to see God do something brand new. The old things that have always been, Littlehampton is this. Rustington is this. Littlehampton people are like this. You can't break into this. You can't do that. Mm, that's funny because when you read the, the beginning of this physical Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And everything from there, he sustained it ever since. He built it. He manages it. He owns it. It's his. Right? So we pair up with a God who's in charge and who wants to see wonderful things happen in this community. His presence is going to be the, differ the, the difference. He said differentiator, but fell over my own words. His armour. I'm not going to go back to this Bible because just in case I read the message bit. His armour. You know the bit of the story. Oh, David, you're here. Mm, you're kind of small. I'm Saul. I'm the king. I've got some sweet armour. You're going to wear it when you go to battle. And David says, mm, I'm walking around in it. Uh, it's not fitting right. I can't move in the way that I need to. I would like to say be completely confident in who you are and who God has called you to be. He's given you custom-fitted clothing. You look good in it. His armour is made specifically for you. Last week, I think Nat did the talk last week, right? How good was that? Oh, man, if I could be like a Bible teacher, I'd love it. I actually went to theology college. I know what you're thinking. No way, we've heard you talk before. You didn't go to theology college. Simmer down, that's not kind. Um, I did hate it. Um, I was sent, essentially. I was a youth pastor, and I was sent. I think I may have given one too many theologically wonky talks, and they were like, mm, you should probably go to Bible college, and I arrived there, and there were some serious guys. Oh, serious guys. And uh, I used to stay overnight because it was in Croydon, and at that time, I was obsessed with working hard. So I worked sort of 80 to 100 hour weeks and was totally proud of the fact. So getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to drive to Croydon, of all places. Oof, Crystal Palace. Um, and I would arrive there in the morning, I'd be like, I am exhausted. I am so tired and I'm not ready for learning. And then in would float these wonderful people. And he's like, I'm studying for my PhD in blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, wonderful. I nearly fell asleep driving on the uh, motorway. And uh, I said, I'm reading this really cool book. And I showed him the book and he went, oh, yes, fundamental Catholic theology. What does that make you think about this? And I went, I drove a car here. 
So I didn't really connect with it. And actually, at the time, that was ill-fitting for me. What I needed to do was work out in peace and in quiet and sit down and say, right, God, who are you? What are you trying to say to me? Apart from stop working so much, you're going to kill yourself. What are the things that you've fallen into? What are the things that people have said about you and said, this is you? Oh, your dad did this, your mum did this, your brother does this, your aunt did this. That's what you should do. And actually, you've gone along with it. Or, well, they've said, that is exactly what you're like. Oh, you get so angry, just like your dad. Those words which you take on board and say, yeah, actually, that might be me. David had the confidence to say, hey, do you know what? This armour does not fit me. I can't do the thing that God needs me to do in this thing that is not mine. I would challenge you this week to ask the question, God, what armour have you given me? And also, what armour am I wearing that isn't mine? What's restricting my movement and the, how I interact with you, how I work with you and how I journey with you. His presence is going to change this place and he has given you custom skills, gifts and abilities to have so much impact in your community and even though I can't see you because of these beautiful lights, I can confidently say that about everybody because to sound like a broken record, this is kind of my jam. God trusted you with a snippet of life In the vast expanse of eternity, he said, you will be here at this time, in these situations, at this work, at this, in this family, in this road, etc., 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 etc. He trusted you and only you with that. I believe in that calling and, I'll be honest, I believe in you to make the most of that. His song. When I was terrified that I was going to balls this talk up, something spectacular, I, uh, I went onto a YouTube playlist and uh, I listened to uh, a Bethel one. And uh, I can't remember his name, but he had a spectacular beard. And uh, he was saying, here's that song, you know, I raise a hallelujah, that one, nearly sang it, nearly tripped over myself. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. We sing it loads here and I love it, absolutely love it. And he did this little intro spiel and he said, who here has been praying for a baby called Jackson? And they all went, yeah, 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 we've been praying for Jackson. And he said, we were praying and praying and believing for this miracle. And then we got the call on Christmas Eve that we didn't think he was going to survive. And he said, at that moment, my faith went through the floor, just exploded. It was gone. He said, oh, Jackson's going to die. And he said, and it was in that that his soul just suddenly went, I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. And this was the bit which got me. We talk about David and Goliath. We know how it ends. He said, I knew that giant was going to regret the moment that he came after Jackson. Right? I raise a hallelujah. Because here's the deal. In that situation, in that horrible, horrible situation, a song which has echoed 
all over the world and applies in so many different situations, the absolute base cry of, in this I'm going to raise a hallelujah, that is a song. That is the song. David stood before a giant. That giant operated and like he took up a finite space. I imagine giants allowed. I imagine they're Larry. You know, like the big dudes at school? Not like me, obviously. I, you may have lost me. I turned sideways. Here I am. Um, the big guys, they get confident, you know, because they're big. They're buffing like, we're loud, lads, lads, lads. Giants can be loud. Giants want attention. Giants operate in that space. And as I said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and sustains it. Everything around that giant, all of that, you can look around anywhere else and you can see exactly what God's doing. I'm not saying take your eyes off the giant. I'm not saying ignore it. But what I'm saying is, is there is something louder and bigger than that giant. At no point am I trying to say that the situation is not, the situation you're going through is not bad. I'm not trying to do that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that God is bigger. The most giant of giant could not stand in the presence of God. As a church, we have a choice. Are we going to try and listen and say, God, what is the song that we are going to sing that's going to see these giants destroyed? You're going to see no kid ever go hungry, right? You're going to see no old person ever alone. We're going to see these wonderful, wonderful things happen because our God is bigger than the biggest of giants. And what we're going to do is connect and say, right, God, here it is. David had a choice. David started, he came down to the battlefield. His brothers were like, oh, David, you're the worst one of us. This is the reason you didn't come to the battle. You suck. And there's a wonderful line in there where David goes, what have I done now? Can I not even speak? Like little brother syndrome. Um, um, and you know what? David still just went with it. And David walked up to his mark. He saw his giant. But you know what? Prior to that, he had worked out who God was. He'd worked out he was bigger. He'd worked out he was stronger. And he knew that there was only one way this was going to go. David knew that song. At the end of his life, Goliath knew that song. And we get to join in with something of that song. The song which says, Giants, how about God? His presence makes the difference. You carry something of that as you worship, as you pray. Connect with the Holy Spirit and make sure that you go into every single day not worrying, not stressed, but saying, oh my goodness, I get to live this little snippet of life and I'm going to see the Holy Spirit do something wonderful today. Giants are going to be crushed. His armour, be confident in who God has called you to be.
Don't carry those things anymore. Don't carry those words, those hurts, even the best intended words that say, you are this, and actually God's going, you're actually this. And his song. There is a song which has gone on throughout time. Melody changes. The lyrics are there, but the heart that is behind it is that God is bigger. God is stronger. And God is always going to make change. He's going to make change. Wonderful things happen. This week, ask that question. What does it mean to step up to the mark, to face that giant with a new heart and not see the giant, but see the ginormous God that's got your back? Listen for what heaven is trying to say to you. One of my favourite things, I can't remember which book it was in, it talked about the uh, resurrection, the uh, death of Jesus. And uh, they said, right, God. Okay, so they've got Jesus. So this is the bit where we swoop in, right? We sort this out now. The angels are ready. They're like, come on now. Army, this is what we're trying for, boys. This is going to be great. And God's like, hold it. Oh, man, he's, he's carrying the cross now. <laughs> we're ready. Okay, they're nailing him to the cross. And he said, at this point, the angels are going, now, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. This isn't the Bible, by the way. This is somebody who's just working with it. <laughs> Jesus is dead. And at this point, it's just a pained scream. What? And he says, and heaven begins a slow count to the restart of all things, to everything coming into line. Death has been defeated. That's what we walk in today. All powerful God. Giants have always been the same. But God's bigger. God remains ever strong, ever true. And he's got your back. I used to stand up, if you would. And I'll invite the band back up. I'm going to pray um, three things. One, for those of you who've got a heart for something, that you want to see his presence in. And actually, you need reminding that God is ginormous and that 2019 is going to be the year that wonderful things happen, that that change happens. There's also, we're going to pray for those people who either are asking the question, God, what is this armour that you've got for me? Like, what's the custom-fitted skill set, whatever it is that you've got for me? Or those who feel like they might be wearing the wrong armour. They're still holding on to those things that people have said over them, and actually it's holding you back from charging into what God's got for you.
and the song. Those who either want the courage to sing louder as to what God is doing or those who just want to hear the song. Let's pray, shall we?